Hey y'all, welcome back to the DIY Entrepreneur's Reaction Show. I'm so glad you decided to tune in with me today. Go ahead and hit that like button and become a subscriber to the channel if you're not already a subscriber. I would really appreciate that. Today we're going to be reacting to another Shark Tank pitch, so let's check it out. Next up is a product designed to simplify the teaching of something we all have to learn. Hello Sharks, my name is Brian Kleinschmidt and I'm a dad entrepreneur from Tampa, Florida. I'm here to secure $50,000 for 15% of my dream. My company is easy peasy and I'm confident my product is going to flip your lid. One of my first experiences as a stepdad was the inevitable potty training phase. Perfect timing, right? I was shocked and disgusted to see that the same type of foam donut that I was potty trained on 30 years earlier was still being used. I think you'll agree, it's time we put our toilets on a donut-free diet. Let me introduce you to Easy Peasy. This product is going to change the way the world potty trains. Not only is it easy for the kids, it's also easy for the parents. At first, it appears and operates as a normal adult-sized toilet seat, but with a simple flip of the lid, potty training can be as easy as one, two, pee. <laughs> so, who wants to join the potty? <laughs> Brian, when you flip the lid, yes, sir. that edge could pinch the skin, which it, would not help. It actually help won't pinch. With, with it looks like it with a 3D print. There are some, um, some, some hindrances that, that 3D printing cannot do, such as a living hinge. This is currently in the prototype phase. Um, the way it'll be once it goes to manufacturing, it'll be seamless on top. There won't be anything but, you but can I see. But I ask the question what because the donut, the donut that you just threw out, it's comfortable to sit on that. Or it's padded. It's padded, and this is not padded. But the great thing is this is not just for potty training. This introduces the child to sitting on an actual toilet. Children need a smaller seat up until they're six years old. I have a six-year-old right now. She's tall and skinny. She doesn't use the foam donut. She still needs something like this, or she is going to fall in the toilet. Brian, actually, I have another concern with it. If I understand the idea properly, mm -hmm. for me to buy your product, I'd have to take it home and replace my existing toilet seat cover. How many people really want to change their toilet seat? It's, 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 two, it's two screws. So right now, looking at this. Oh, poor baby, they tearing away at his whole design, his function and everything right out the gate. Of course, we're sure that there are some editing done but like right out the gate uh kevin said something about the pinching and i can understand that and then if that that brought up the fact that it's not in production yet so he needs money to get it to the manufacturing stage and so there are no sales yet um and so he still needs to prove his concept and then <laughs> robert comes in and say but i have to change my whole toilet seat like who wants to change their whole toilet seat and so now he's having to come with all of these rebuttals right out the gate i doubt if he even get any offers but let's see let's see what he's working with he's only asking for fifty thousand dollars um for 15 percent but that 15 percent is even low given that you don't understand or you don't know the potential of the market yet and with the things the challenges that they just threw at him 50k could sound like a lot sound like flushing your money down the toilet <laughs> anyway <laughs> 
you haven't you haven't sold any yet. You are in the Currently prototype, in the, in the prototype stage. stage. Yes, ma'am. Tell us your background. Well, I mean, my, my background is um, probably a combination of the five of you. I grew up as a little Mark Cuban. I know you went door to door selling garbage bags. <laughs> right. My brother and I literally went door to door in our neighborhood washing cars. So we would have been best friends in our neighborhood or direct competition. I just got done reading your book, Robert, and um, we had the same dads. Mine didn't sweep a warehouse, but mine went out of his way to make sure we had everything that we needed. Jevin, which is a lot like you're, you know, you okay, being Okay, we got right you now. from 10 to 12. Yeah. <laughs> 13 on. <laughs> so uh, sales and marketing is what I did right after college. Got married, settled down in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, started flipping houses. I saved up enough money that I did three homes at once. I did it in 2008, which as you guys know, was probably the worst time to do it. I lost almost every single penny I had. My wife at the time decided she wanted to go to Greener Pastures. I never knew how much I gained by losing almost everything. But I moved back home to my hometown of Tampa where I started my own gym business. I went all in on my first one. Uh, over those four years, I saved up 200 grand, expanded from two gyms to three gyms, and um, I have three of the most successful gyms in my franchise. Stuff is not adding up. How long have you been working on this? The initial concept was developed several years ago. Okay, so the initial concept, you get your gyms working. Yep. It's a well-oiled machine. Knowing you had all this time, the best you could do is a 3D printed version of it. If you were so committed and this was such a great idea, why didn't you have all of this just running? I, I, wanted, I wanted to make sure that I had all the IP done, I get everything trademarked. I wanted to make sure that, that I made all the right decisions so I didn't lose all my I'm money flipping it. three houses again. I'm not buying it, I'm out. Wow. Brian, here's what I don't get. Um, yes. I don't think it's a big deal to remove that nice little cushion pad for your kid, put it up and down, wash it in the tub. It's, it's, so it's a pain. I don't know, last time potty trained. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, nine it's years it turns ago. into a nightmare. Plus, it it's, it's a, a visual nightmare. eyesore. I mean, just, just imagine when, a when you have visual company, eyesore? When you have company come over, you know, you don't want guests to see the, the donut Brian, or you don't want to see the. I don't buy into it. I just don't get it. I don't think it's going to work. I'm out. Oh, baby, Brian. It must have been something about his whole pitch because they started drilling him in the beginning. Mark pushed him along in his story like, okay, okay, okay. He was finna go down the line and say how he was just like each one of them though. So that could have took a minute. But even the way that they're going out, it, it must have been something about his presentation, something about the way that he spoke. It had to be something that they just didn't trust this man or didn't understand the idea. Because I think it's a good idea, right? You know, if you got an idea that it's going to, you know, smooth out the surface. And, you know, sometimes for what you're potty training, probably a good what? I don't know. It's been a long time. But you're let's say you're potty training for six months out of the length or the span time of the child. That's only in those six months that you have to change out that toilet seat, you know, and then you go back to living how you live with one toilet seat. But during that six months while you're potty training a child, it could be advantageous for you to do it and for them to feel as if they're using a grown-up's toilet and get used to that. So I don't know, y'all. It had to be something else about this man's appearance, his pitch, his presentation, to where they didn't, he didn't seem trustworthy enough for them to even give him a chance. So let's see. Barbara went out. Mark went out. Let's see. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening.
Brian. Yes, sir. You are a good salesman. Thanks. But you know, there's a point where it, it kind of becomes transparent. I mean, I appreciate the fact that you did the research, and I love how you connected the stories, but just as a general tip in sales, there's a point that you cross, and, you know, for me, you kind of just cross that point. Too much selling. I, I apologize if I came across yeah, that. No, no, I'm, you don't I'm, have to apologize, just, just my observation. I'm beyond excited to be here, and it's probably my excitement I, coming through. I got it, but I got to believe in the product, mm -hmm. and in this case, the idea that consumers are going to buy this and replace an existing product that works, I, I don't buy that. I'm out. Okay. I, I appreciate the time and you listening, and thanks for the advice. So, yep. he was too salesy, and sometimes people could just run, rub you the wrong way if they are just continually trying to push their thing on you, and you like, no, you know. So it could have been that to where he was just selling too much. I guess that's why Robert went out, but it had to be something. I knew it was something. You know, at first it appeared to me very clever, like a better mouse trap. but you have no proof of concept whatsoever. Before, before you, I don't know if, I don't know if we showed you that uh, my mom would be very upset with me because she used to tell me always to lower the lid because we got a dog that drank out of the toilet. So we do have a full U.S. utility patent on the product. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. So I don't know if that makes a difference for each of you. It's great you got a pen. That's something that not a lot of people achieve, and I commend Does you. Does that change your and investment decision? I think decision? that this has potential, but I'm out. I appreciate it. You have one shark left. Jevin? In this case, all toilets lead back to Mr. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> so here we have a situation where this has no merit. There is no market for this. And the good news is you haven't gone into production yet, so you can take this behind the barn and shoot it. Why spend your time doing something that doesn't really solve any problem? There's no problem. Because well, I'm just like you guys. I have an entrepreneurial itch no, no, but in that me. Doesn't I, mean I have creativity just going through my mind. Come up with something else. When you were starting your company and you asked your mom for a $10,000 loan yes, to start yes. SoftKey? You asked your mom? Absolutely. So you, you got you a $10,000 loan to start SoftKey. So That's she right. believed in you. I'm looking for you to believe yeah, in me. But you know, it wasn't about a toilet seat. And I think, had she looked at this, she would have said, I'm not going to give you any money because it's a bad idea. Brian, let's close the lid on this. I'm out. Good luck, my friend. This is a dog. Thank you so much, guys. Ah, so he did not get a deal. Easy peasy. Flip your lid, came in the tank asking for $50,000 in exchange for 15%. From the get-go, they was hammering this man. So we, who only knows how much it led up to before they showed us what they edited. But Robert had already mentioned that he was too salesy. And it seemed like he did a lot of research. Like people don't know their backgrounds a lot. They know what they shared during the introduction of the Shark Tank. But he sounded like he read each one of their books. He read, he dug up research on how they, their entrepreneurship journey. And he was kind of just giving that back to them like and trying to relate, be a little bit more relatable. And maybe that was his way in trying not to be so salesy. Because uh, maybe he's gotten that feedback before. But the man has been a success. He said that he lost everything, went through a divorce. He said his wife looked for a greener pasture somewhere. So I take that as saying that she they got a divorce. But then he went on, started some gyms, 
And now he got a franchise gym. And now he has three of the top selling gyms in the area that he's in. And so you, you got to know that he knows how to sell. And so I just wonder what happened to him. Make sure y'all read below. Hit the links below for the description. Because I really want to find out what happened to him. I wonder if he did any reviews and some of the lessons that he learned during his pitch. You know, as to why it went bad. But he did not get a deal. Again, this was back in 2015. So he did not get a deal during that time. And I wonder if he came out with a new product or a new business idea. But check the description below to find out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and standing until the end. I really do appreciate it. Make sure you hit that like button and become a subscriber to the channel if you like this content. And make sure you check us out for the next ones. It's his only prototype, Kevin. Kevin. Be careful. Why did you check it out, Kevin? I can but feel the hinge. You can feel the <laughs> hinge. I can definitely feel the hinge. I look at this just as a speed bump on the road of life. I will go forward and um, I will prosper. One of my favorite quotes from Robert's books um, was, tough times never last, tough people always do. And I'm tough.